Hey friends, and welcome to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, where we connect as entrepreneurs, as women in business, as professionals, and as humans who are just interested in personal development and living our best lives. I'm Wendy Easton Bowman, your host, coach, and cheerleader. So buckle up, friends, because you're in for some learning and motivation. Let's get started living our lives and leaning into our joy. I want to welcome you, Judy Kane, to the Living Life with Wendy podcast. I really appreciate connecting with other women in business, but anybody who is in this arena of helping others. And I just want to, first of all, share my gratitude for you just showing up today. Well, I really appreciate being here. I can't wait to to have the conversation with you and see what we can share that would be helpful to your audience. That is so awesome. So the first thing I want to do is I want to introduce you to the audience, right? And it's so cool because, um, first of all, you're a founder of a company and it's called Aligned Consciousness and you help people identify and release subconscious beliefs that keep them from repeating unhealthy and stressful patterns. I think that's, that's a super deep subject, but I think I also want to share with the audience that you're an author and you've written a book called Your Four Truths, and it's about how beliefs impact your life. So tell us a little bit more just about you. I love my guests to introduce themselves. So I did a little quick one, but I want to hear more about you. Okay. Um, Well, yes, you're right. I'm the founder of Aligned Consciousness. I I did write a book last, well, now it's at the end of the year before last. (laughs) Time flies. Um, And I I help people take out their head trash, the things that are keeping them repeating patterns over and over again, and they don't even know why. Uh, But I haven't always done things like this. My main background professionally was in IT management. Oh, wow. That that is very different, right? So I'm so interested in what, what sort of drove you to that, because I think like that head trash piece is so huge, right? I just, I, I share a lot with this with my clients, like the stuff we tell ourselves, I like to say it's a lot of BS sometimes and it holds us back. So what, what kind of, what made that transition for you? Because I think a lot of people are in transition. So where'd you go from IT to talking about subconscious beliefs? That's huge. Big. And I, I did a little five-year stint as a realtor in between. So um, <laughs> a little bit of, of a lot of different things. I saw it work, basically. I When I was in IT management, you know, most of my life, I had not been exposed to energy workers or many alternative approaches to anything. I didn't disbelieve. I just hadn't had much exposure. But I saw this particular process that I use work with my then husband. And I could tell it wasn't like other energy work that I had had recently been exposed to. I don't need to be in translating anything. I'm not sensing energy anywhere. It was a process. It's a very straightforward process that I could see I could learn and do and, and, you know, use. And I, so I went in and took the courses uh, to use for myself, basically, and friends. And then I needed to share it with more people. So I started the company. Okay. I love that. So like a lot of my listeners won't understand energy work, right? So can you explain a little bit more about that? Like, what do you actually do? 
I actually help people change the beliefs they're in their subconscious. There's a fast change process that I use, and it's it's a little bit like writing code for a computer. Um, people come to me, they they aren't happy with something about their life. We figure out what they would rather be experiencing themselves. We narrow it down to uh, affirmation style statements that they would like to be true. And then the site K process that I use is the way that we pretty much just install that in the subconscious. And we can change any one belief usually in less than five minutes. Oh, man, that's quick. <laughs> it's very fast. Now, a lot of situations are caused by a combination of beliefs. So one belief change won't necessarily take care of the whole thing that you're trying to be different with. But um, I can tell you when I've worked with phobia clients, I've never had a phobia client take the full hour. Okay. So can you give us an example, like, of how, you know, how that subconscious affects, like, say specifically with phobias? With phobias, yeah. And the reason they're so fast is that while they may be intense, they're pretty single or simple sourced. So it's not many beliefs causing that extreme reaction. Uh, most other things that I see people for are a little bit more complex than a phobia. Maybe not as extreme, but more complex. So yeah, um, I've, I've worked with people with all sorts of phobias, um, fear of flying. And most recently I've seen that um, we, with, that, with, a, with an emotional reaction to things, we start with neutralizing the emotion. And then we see if there are other specific statements that they want to be believing. So we, um, we neutralize the panic response, transform that to just kind of non-attachment to the whole thought of flying. And then followed up in this, in the latest case, there was compounded by a fear of being in a closed airplane with people that might not be wearing masks. Oh, gee. Yeah. We're all living that fear, right? Well, not right? all, but a, a lot of people are. It's, are. it's a big yeah. shift since COVID for sure. Yeah. So it was a combination. She'd always had the fear of flying. And then on top of it, now she was also worried for, you know, health, health reasons. And uh, so we did a few statements about, you know, being safe, that, you know, her body was able to take care of, you know, whatever it needed to take care of, you know, just whatever it was. I don't remember her exact statements, but it was two or three statements. And um, she was so excited. And her husband, I don't usually hear about the family members' responses, but they hadn't been able to plan vacations that were, you know, across big waters for forever because oh, of her fear of flying. She could get on a plane, but it was it was a real big ordeal. It's just not something that was going to be good for a vacation. So um, he immediately started looking at brochures for Hawaii. Because <laughs> it was like well, it. she she, did, she took a flight and it worked okay fine you know she she went she didn't get upset she felt safe she was relaxed when she landed and so her husband was just tickled because that meant they had more options for for going places well yeah and that really speaks to the ripple effect right it, it yeah. you know when we change something in ourselves and how it, it what it does for other people. And it's just like a ripple to the ripple to the ripple. So it'd be, I can't imagine like how that, how freeing that was not only for her, 
but for her husband. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're, they're planning big things. And that was fun to hear. Yeah, no kidding. Don't you love it when you get that kind of response from your, your, yes. the people that you work with, right? Whether it be a client or someone that you're just like coming from a place of service for, which is just amazing. So you're creating a ripple, a ripple effect as well. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the big things. That's why I enjoy being on uh, podcasts and being heard in a lot of different places. Um, because people just raising their awareness that they can change things that are holding them back instead of accept that that's just the way things are. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I yeah. think there's a little bit of conditioning there, right? Like I, I think I read in, in your bio as well, like our, uh, our subconscious or unconscious beliefs start at a really early age. So Absolutely. can you share with my audience a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, humans are built to come into this world pretty much blank slates, right? I mean, they bring some things with them, but for the most part, they come in little sponges. And for the first seven years, they're just absorbing the rules of engagement wherever they landed. So that means they're building their subconscious with all the beliefs that they encounter in their environment. So, you know, immediate family, community, whatever institutions they get regular exposure to, that's those are the beliefs that they are putting in there. And the reason it's important is that 95% of what we do is controlled by our subconscious. So Mm -hmm. those subconscious beliefs form our reality. Those are our perceptions of what's going on in life, which for all purposes is, is your reality, whatever it is. So if you grow up thinking that you aren't good enough or that money's a bad thing to have too much of or that it's not safe to try something and fail, that's going to be your reality and that's going to be, you know, influencing all your choices. Yeah. So that's really interesting. 95% subconscious. Like I'm learning as we, as we, as we learn together, right, as a community. So, you know, it's true. I hear that a lot in my clients as well. Like a lot of things that they've grown up with, their experiences, it really does affect their perception of how they see things. Mm -hmm. So if you were to like float down or even talk to me today, if I had a problem with that, what would be, you know, the key points to sort of help overcome those things? Because I think it is really important to be aware of, you know, what we're telling ourselves, what those experiences of how they've affected us. So what advice would you give um, to help overcome those things? I, well, the first thing I ask people to do, which they frequently have, a, have to take a minute to think about, they know the things they don't want. You know, they're, they're very clear that whatever's going on right now that they want to change is not what they want. Mm. most of the people I see, their choices are based on what they don't want. So they're more fear-based than desire-based. They're trying to avoid some situation that doesn't sound like a good place to be, right? (laughs) Um, So, but when they come in, they know what they don't want. They have to think about what is it they really do want. Mm. So I would advise people, first of all, identify the patterns, what keeps happening, and you keep trying to figure out why does this keep happening to me? Why am I always stuck at this place? Or why am I always stressed out when I think about doing these things or seeing these people? 
or why my relationships always end up with these characteristics, you know, but look for the patterns mm-hmm. um, and then figure out what you would rather be experiencing. And once you've kind of gotten an idea of what you'd rather be true, fill in the details, get as many details in there as you can. What does it look like? How does it sound? Are there, you know, tastes or smells or textures? What's the emotion that you're feeling when this is going on for you? You've got to use your imagination and really be clear on what it is you want to be true. That's, that's such a helpful thing to do to begin with. I love that. So for the listeners, you might want to take a piece of paper out and get a pen out right now because that's really good advice, right? First of all, what I heard was list the things that are like your habits that are repeatable behaviors that are not serving you. So the things that are tripping you up, I mm-hmm. did I capture that pretty yeah. accurately? Including the emotion. So it's not just the behaviors. It's also, mm-hmm. you know, if you do feel like a little panic stricken when you think about having to spend money or write a check or, you know, what if the car breaks down? I mean, you know, yeah. so it can be emotional responses in addition to the behaviors that are, that are patterns. I love that. I love that. So you write down your behaviors and your emotions of the things that trip you up. And then I love that you said, um, then make a separate list of the, the, the dreams you want, right. And make them palpable. Like you said, like feel them, taste them, like feel the emotions around that too. And then what would be the next step for those people that are writing furiously listening to this podcast going, Oh my gosh, now I gotta get, I gotta go run down and get my paper. I gotta get my pen. You can pause the podcast, everyone. It's all good to do that. What would be the next step for, for people? That's enough. Just being clear on what you do want sometimes can make a huge difference. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's, it's, it's kind of like putting it out into the universe. And then if, if that's not all you need, then obviously figure out what is still lacking in, in that. It might be you need a good coach to help you figure out how to get there, right? Yeah. You might need help from somebody like me that can help you change some beliefs that are there that are not serving you well. Um, you know, but, but try just the imagining first, because if you don't even know what you want, how are you ever going to get there? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm a big believer in vision boarding too. It's like that manifestation thing, right? Like you got to put it out there, but I love that you said too, that like to get, sometimes you need help from multiple sources, right? So Judy, what you do is you unlock it. And then what coaches Mm -hmm. do is they start to put the, the, you know, put it together with actions and deliverables and all those things so that people can really gain the momentum that they want in achieving what they want, like their dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So many people, particularly if it's like in business or life, they, once they know what the goal is, they really don't know how the best strategy for getting there or the best tools or, you know, and that's where coaching or therapy is, you know, either one, depending on what you're going for. Um, they help you with the heads. Yeah, I love that. You know, the more people we enroll in helping us, the stronger we all become, right? So Absolutely. I think yeah. I think it's like building your community, building your cheer squad. I talk to my clients about that all the time. So yeah. yeah. Okay, I love that. And so, you know, let's let's kind of like back up a little bit because we talked about, you know, what subconscious beliefs are. Um 
And so how do we know that those beliefs are holding us back or limiting us? Okay. Frequently when I do presentations and stuff, I'll talk about two big areas that I see that seem to hold people back. One is, is um, beliefs about your safety and the other is beliefs about your self-worth. Oh. And a lot of things fall into those two categories. But so if people are trying to be successful in a business, so it might be that they have a fear of success because the success can be too expensive. Maybe not money-wise, but time-wise or mm-hmm. attention-wise. If you've got something other that is also a priority in your business and you have a belief that to be successful, you need to work 24-7, there's a conflict there. And your subconscious beliefs are going to put the brakes on the success so that you also have time for those other priorities. Yeah, I've absolutely, I absolutely have found myself in that same, like, you're right, because it's, it's not, it's not even sometimes about the 24 seven, it's like, do I have capacity? Or can I do the work? And am I like, do I have the competency to do that? There's so much fear there, right? So much. Absolutely. Uh, And and with the fear of success, I mean, it not just costing too much. It could be that you've got subconscious beliefs that it's not good to have too much money. Mm, Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all seen people that may always make just enough, right? They, they, if they make more, something happens to bring them down to have just enough. (laughs) Um, that's not the only clue of it, but a lot of times we grow up with very conflicting messages about money. It's, it's a general way of measuring success, but at the same time, in a lot of families, it's, it's, you don't want to be somebody that's got too much money. It's the root of all evil, or you have to work really hard to get it, or you don't want to be like those people that have too much and you don't like the way they behave. Or, I mean, you know, there can be all sorts of reasons that, you know, beliefs that you grow up with that are making it unsafe in your subconscious's opinion to have too much money. Yeah. That's a big one, right? Because there's, especially in our arena of work too, it's kind of like, how do you, how do you get over the limiting belief that, Hey, what we do deserves the financial support for that. And I think other entrepreneurs feel the same. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or you can see self-sabotage come up, you know, if there's that fear of success, a lot of self-sabotage behaviors, procrastination, or, you know, there are all sorts of ways we get in our own way. <laughs> yeah, procrastination is a big one, actually, that I work with my clients with, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes that that belief that everything has to be perfect. Do you work with yeah. clients through that? Because that's a big one, right? The perfection, Absolutely. the perfection, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it the perfection trap. I almost like I have a visceral effect, like a reaction when people say, I want it to be perfect because there's no such thing in my mind. But tell us a little bit, like in your experience, what you have seen with your clients when it comes to perfection. Sure. Well, sometimes, like I say, it's, um, you know, it's a way of getting in your own way of not putting it out there. 
right? And it could be because of a fear of success. It could be because you um, don't want to fail, a fear of failure. Or it could be you came from a home where, you know, you weren't good enough if you didn't do things perfectly. <laughs> so, you know, there is self-esteem stuff that can come in. There's, you know, uh, some people pleasing might come in if you want it to make sure that it's all perfect for somebody else. You know, there's so many aspects of perfection. Um, but yeah, it, I think combination of that it gets in your way from and from saying it's done so you don't have to find out if it's good enough mm. <laughs> yeah it's like it kind of comes back to that fear of judgment right once you put it out there especially in social media because like that's kind of what we do now it's like you're putting it out into the world for judgment absolutely yeah and and that's not necessarily a comfortable thing to do right right you, you might not all the feedback might not be what you'd like to hear <laughs> So but that comes keep it, to- but always keep that in perspective, right? Like I, I would say that, you know, the, the, the people that are not going to connect with you, they're not going to connect with you no matter what. Well, uh, and there are a lot of things that aren't going to happen no matter what. If yeah. you have a fear, if you have a scarcity mindset for money or time or re- clients or resource, whatever it is, if you've got a scarcity mindset for that, whatever the, whenever you get to the goal, it's not going to be enough. So you have to increase the goal because you think that's going to give you what you wanted from the thing, (laughs) whatever it is, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not supposed to be like when you're achieving those goals, it's not supposed to be a stealer of joy. It's supposed to feed joy. Absolutely. And be, you know, be something that's interesting to do along the way. Um, It can be curious about, I wonder what happens if I do this and how would it work if I tried this thing out, right? I mean, when we're little, when we're born, we don't have that fear of judgment and failure. Um, You've seen people learning how to walk, you know, they get up and they fall down and they get up and and they're not like worried about people judging them for the falling down or, you know, deciding to stop trying because they failed. But somewhere after that point in time, different people learn different things along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy, Judy. Thank you so much for sharing that. I shared a lot with my clients, right? We don't, we don't learn to run until we learn to walk and we fall along the way. And if we don't allow, like, as I, I use the analogy as a parent, right? If we don't allow our children to fall and learn to get up, then can you imagine carrying around a 25 year old baby because you never allowed them to learn to walk? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Ludicrous, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And it's, and it's done with good intention frequently. It's not like the little children learn these things out of malice from their parents. It's not usually, you know, in most households, the intentions are good. There's, so what's, yeah. what, what's interesting, you know, because it's a great analogy in, in, in our grown life, right? That, uh, that allowing ourselves to fall along the way, pick ourselves up so that we can learn more and more. Like, how can we apply more of that into our lives, especially from your perspective and that subconscious beliefs and how we hold ourselves back? 
you know, getting at what the hesitation is, is always a good idea. You know, if, if it's, if it's really a fear of failure, then you can kind of take the Dale Carnegie of, approach of, well, what's the worst that can happen and can I live with it? Yeah. Uh, just regrounding that way is, can be very helpful. If this is subconscious beliefs don't respond to logic or data, but if this is something that um, is more of a conscious construct and habit that you've got, just taking a look at it logically and saying, what is the worst that can happen? And usually the worst is not something that's that bad. We just no. made it seem like it's going to be horrible. It's those shitty first drafts we make up in our heads, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be one thing to do. Uh, and if it's, if it's not that, if, you know, if there's something else, trying to get to the root of what the real problem is. Um, is it because you think people won't think you're competent? Or, you know, are you afraid that you won't be good enough and you won't get what you, you know, the thing you want to do? You know, what is the real basis? If you can narrow it down to that, it's easier to figure out what to do about it. Yeah, absolutely. I say, you know, identify the dragon so you can slay that sucker, yes. right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you approach it from that, uh, you know, identifying our subconscious beliefs. Tell us a little bit more about Psych-K, like your, you know, the, the techniques that you use, because I'm really interested in learning more about that. Yeah, it's, it's really fabulous. I was so excited when I first saw it uh, work uh, and have remained so ever since. I've been doing, I've been, my first workshop was early 2011. So I've been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, you work with clients using muscle testing. And with Psyche-K, there's a way of muscle testing for your client. So I only see people remotely uh, and I do the muscle testing for them. And if people don't know what muscle testing is, um, it's a process that some nutritionists use to figure out what supplements a body might need. Some chiropractors will use it to figure out where to manipulate something in your body. But the premise of it is that you're, you know, there's a connection between your mind and body that can identify the thing that you're looking for. So in Psyche, we are trying to figure out what the subconscious believes. And if somebody were in the room with me, um, back when I used to see people in person, <laughs> I would have them hold their arm out to the side and I would have them uh, think of something that they liked. Now, the brain sends a signal to the arm, holds it up. And if I push lightly on their wrist, the arm would stay up because there's a signal saying, hold your arm up, right? And the arm and muscles, all those things work that way. If I asked you to then think of something you dislike and push lightly on your arm, there'd be a dip. There's a, a break in the, in the communication or a weakening of it. So there's, it's not the same strong message that's going there and keeping the arm up. And that's how you can identify if there's an emotion that is stressing your subconscious out. It's also a way if the sub, if you say a statement that your subconscious believes to be true, it's a strong signal. If it's a subconscious belief that it doesn't believe to be true, it's a weaker signal. Mm. 
So there's that dip again. And the same way with answers to yes, no questions. Yes is strong, no is weak. So you can figure out what's in the subconscious that way. Wow, that's deep. That's deep stuff. Wait a minute. So I'm processing as you're explaining it, right? So what I'm hearing is when we have a subconscious belief that may not be true, there'll still be a dip, but it's not as strong a dip as something that we truly believe is something that is going to, you know, affect us negatively. Is that correct? It's kind of binary. It's either a strong, it's that's there. It's just steady. That's when the subconscious believes that statement or, you know, that belief and anything else, it's a weaker, it's a weaker thing. Okay. That is, that's super cool. Right. How our mind affects us physically. Like that is just, that blows my mind to be quite honest. Oh, well, we, we could talk a lot about the mind body connection because a lot of physical symptoms are based on nothing but subconscious beliefs. Wow. And that's where you come in, right? Cause like part where of the, yeah. yeah, that's part of the reason why we connect as, as a community in this podcast is like to heighten awareness in other areas of life, right? Coaching is one thing, therapy is one thing, but what you do is very, very, very specific where you get yeah. that mind-body connection and help identify those things, which is, which could be a game changer. Well, it is a game changer. To be it is honest. a game changer. It absolutely is. Uh, so once you've figured out, I mean, the, the, that's the part that takes some artistry and exploring and, and it's where my IT background comes in. Cause it's kind of analytic of like asking the questions, hearing the answers, everybody's trying to get to the thing that is causing one of, you know, part of what's causing the issue, right? Once you find it and figure out what you'd rather be true, the installation process, if you will, is pretty straightforward. Um, That's the site K process itself. And um, like I said, it's a fast change process. You can usually change any one belief in less than five minutes. That's amazing. That's, and now we know the connection between your IT background and what you do now. Like that makes Absolutely. sense. Now we just connected the dots, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so I love, I love doing that. I think it's so interesting how people go from one career to another career and how their journey, like what their journey is and how they pull on their past experiences to make them so successful in what they do. And you're a great example of how it's not always a straight line. It's definitely not. And yet looking back, it makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I knew there was a reason we were going to connect, Judy. There's always a reason. The universe always brings to you what you need, right? So um, now let's talk about your book a little bit. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what the book is about. And, you know, because I'm going to go out and get that book now. So I want to know why I want to share with that with with my audiences, why they should go get that book too. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. So the book is called Your Four Truths, How Beliefs Impact Your Life. And it's based on my experience with my clients and myself and and people um, of things I've seen most commonly causing distress in people's lives. And so the book talks a little bit about subconscious beliefs, where they come from, you know, how they can impact you and that type of thing but it's divided into those four areas mainly and it it's based on the fact that um if you've got beliefs that you are safe 
worthy, lovable, and connected to something bigger than yourself, your experience in life is a whole lot more rewarding. <laughs> it's those four areas that seem to trip people up the most. Okay. So can you repeat those so that, you know, our people have their paper and pens out by now, I hope, so that they can write those down. What are the four areas? That you're safe, worthy, lovable, and connected to something bigger than yourself. That's amazing. And I don't want to give away the book and what (laughs) all together, but in those areas, what would be the, like some of the, I guess the top question that our, our listeners could ask themselves to get started. Back to those repeating patterns. Mm -hmm. Are there uncomfortable emotions or, or failures to achieve that are patterns that are not support, you know, things that are not supporting you the way they're working right now. If there are patterns, it's highly probable that there are subconscious beliefs contributing to the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And the second yeah. big message is you can change them. That's yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Because we have the power. You've got the power. Absolutely. There are ways of changing all those things. Um, and so people should not despair <laughs> at any point in life that they are stuck where they are. They're, they can always do something to change it. That is so amazing. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that, too. We have the power of everything that we do, the choices that we make, right? Absolutely. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, you know, I could talk to you, honestly, Judy, I could like, we could spend days together because I think there's so many, so much value, right? So the first thing I do want to say to my listeners is I'm going to include your website, right? In our contacts, I will include the name of your book so that they can go find it. Where can they find your book, by the way? Um, if they go to my website, there's a link to all the places, but uh, it's, it's on Amazon. The thing that stops people sometimes it's, it's your and four and truths with no spaces in between. And the four is the number four, not the word four. Okay. Uh, sometimes That's- put spaces in there and it, you won't find it that way. But they can get a link on my website that will take them, let them have choice. If they'd rather do a local bookstore, it can be ordered on demand. If they'd rather do it through other businesses. So there's choices on my website. Love it. Love it. And of course, like they can go to your website. Now, if they want to connect with you, obviously they can do that through your website as well. Absolutely. Yes. I've got uh, my email and contact information is there. And I'm always happy for somebody to book a 15 minute free call if they've got questions and want to know more about it. That is so cool. So as we part, (laughs) like I said, I could stay online with you like forever because I I'm always working with my clients about like their mindset and the like I said the shitty first drafts we write for ourselves the things that are holding us back what would be like some great parting words some great words of advice that you would love to share with specifically you know entrepreneurs and how they can take action and make 2023 like an awesome year for themselves Okay. Um, First of all, be clear on what your uh, strengths are. 
so far, so often it's really hard to say what you do well or what you, you know, when you've done something that to be proud of it. So identify the things that you do well. Uh, another big thing that I would tell people that I have to, sometimes I even have to remind myself, if you're an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. You get to make the rules, right? So, so often we set these, these limits on ourselves and then panic and, and work so hard because we've constructed it the way we think it needs to be without deciding how we want it. So remembering that you are your own boss, you get to make your decisions, you get to have your own priorities and keep your own boundaries. Mm. That's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. Your priorities are important. So make sure they you protect them. And they're called priorities for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it because they are what's most important to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much for that. Judy, sure. like, again, I will put all your contact information uh, in the um, in the copy underneath this podcast. Um, also, if you ever want to reach out to Judy, I mean, you just got an open invitation. So make sure you take advantage of that, everyone, because I think like it has been a tough three years. Let's be real. First of all, like COVID, like threw us all for a loop for sure. Then 2021 was the year of recovery. <laughs> right. And even at that, it was disjointed recovery. Then 2022, we kind of like got readjusting into our new lives. And now we, we're in recession. Like, let's be real. So there's always going to be those challenges, right? It's just more evident now because I think COVID forced us to slow down and actually realize where those challenges are coming from. So Make sure that you enroll people that can help you enroll people like Judy enroll people like me. And if it's not me or Judy, find that person who connects with you because it's not about who it's about you. And I, I just wanted to say that for everyone who listens to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, I want to thank you for joining this community and make sure that you tell all your friends um, and subscribe and like and all the things, right? So thank you so much, Judy. Once again, um, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast and thank you for the, for the community for showing up. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed being here. Awesome. Hey friends, be sure to subscribe to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, and you can also follow me on my other social platforms. I can be found on the World Wide Web at www.wendybowman.com, on Instagram as Coach Wendy Bowman, on Facebook at Resolve Coaching and Consulting, and finally on YouTube as Wendy Easton Bowman. I want to thank you again for joining me on Living Life with Wendy. Now go out there and live your best life.